Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast behind the sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. We're talking about uh, our series, I Got This For You. We're in week three of it. I'm here with Pastor Nate, who preached this Sunday. That was me. That was you. And I'm here with Caleb, who's going to be doing a summer. Well, he's doing a winter. He's doing a winter internship. Mm-hmm. He, he's jumping was, in and helping us with graphics. I was going to try and make it sound like we record these so far in advance that we're doing the <laughs> Christmas episode with our summer intern last, last summer. Year. Yeah. Oh. This is 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's how far we've been yeah. playing this. Yeah. So, hey, Caleb. Hey, what's up, guys? It's good to be here. Caleb, awesome. you're a college student. Where do you go to school? I am. Um, so I'm a sophomore at Southeastern University. It's in Lakeland, Florida. And then what are you studying? Uh, my major is graphic design and my minor is communications. So. Yeah. So Caleb lives here local. As some of you know his dad, his dad's Freddie Vega. Yeah. who was on staff at Restoration Church. We were on staff together Yeah, for a few years, I guess. I don't know. And so, yeah, I was in a conversation with Freddie. He told me what Caleb was studying. And I said, hey, if you don't mind, <laughs> you have to have of any interest in jumping in and helping. Because there's not too many churches. There's not too many opportunities, I would think, in New Hampshire to kind of do yeah. what you're doing. So yeah. it gives you like, you know, he told me, especially when he told me what your summer job was last year. And yeah. I'm like, I know what it we was like to be 19 and 20 years old and mm-hmm. be able to be at church all summer. Right. Yeah. When that was my dream, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it one year for free, but he paid me in um, pizza. Wow. Legitimately. Hey, that's great. Wow. That's great. <laughs> And then uh, I did I did a paid internship one summer at the church here. And mm-hmm. it went so well that they hired me. Here you hired are. You on. Wow. Yeah. I did a free internship here, but I had to buy my own food. Dang. No yeah. pizza. We didn't have it yeah. as well planned out. <laughs> no, that yeah. was a plan. Just <laughs> didn't have the, the structure. The we didn't know how much seed we wanted to plant in that soil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't quite know if you were going to be useful or not. That's, funny. <clears throat> That's fair. So this was, aside from when you were, however old you were when Pastor Freddie worked here. Mm. Your yeah, first... but how old were you? Because I eight? told Haley. Probably like eight. Like when eight, I yeah. The church here. yeah. Because I told my wife Haley mm. that you were at church and she was like, wait a minute. She had no, she could not connect the face because yeah. it was so long ago. Yeah. So you yeah. hadn't been in a church service with us since. But yeah. maybe eight. a Christmas Eve? May, I, re- like, I remember like the sanctuary. And I remember like yeah. kids church, like but, like faintly, like parts of the building. In yeah. Barrington, that one, right? No, no here. I remember, oh, okay. I remember a lot of Barrington. Um, yeah, when we were here. like Oh, we had both buildings. Yeah, we were in here yeah. and in Barrington. Yeah, I have a lot of memories in Barrington because I grew up there. And then I have like a bit of memories here. Barrington was like the best, worst building. I don't know how it was like <laughs> I, both. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, as a youth pastor, it was the absolute best building. I loved it. Because so much of the building was trashed. <laughs> so <laughs> there was nothing I could do to hurt it. 
Yeah. Like we would play hide and go seek in the dark with 80 students and there was no fear of anything getting broken. <laughs> it's already <laughs> Once broken. they finally <laughs> finished it, which was like late to maybe at some point in 2010, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, <clears throat> oh. like it was a the pressure, you <laughs> know, <laughs> Micah Baxter put a hole in a brand new wall. And it's like, you. I remember that. <laughs> and a bunch of stuff like that. And we didn't do hide and go seek in the dark anymore. Oh, it wasn't as many places to hide either. No, it was more dangerous before. It was like boards with nails sticking out of them. <laughs> Power tools still out, plugged in. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. But it was so, it was like, honestly, like an open canvas. So as a youth pastor with my personality, yeah, it was just like create, create, create. It was nonstop. Yeah. 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 There were some, there were some fun games and stuff that we played there. But I, I like, I say it's the best and the worst. Cause like I have good memories there. That's where I started making a lot of friends. But once we were like, we're selling it because there's so much wrong. I was like, I get that. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. pretty terrible. <laughs> <see film>. <laughs> <I> remember, <laughs> but I loved it. I was like, ah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, praise the Lord for Journey Baptist Church. You purchased that building off of us. Yeah. And made it beautiful. Yeah. At least just, the outside. I've never seen the inside, but yeah. I'm assuming they've done hopefully more. No, I, I, yeah, I've been to, I, I at least went to one service there. Um, after everything was finally finished and renovated. They did a great job. Did they still they have the, the right blacked crew. out windows up high? No, they took them all out. They had to rebuild that entire back wall. So really? the back wall in the auditorium had yeah. big windows. And when the wind blew, you'd see the curtains move. <laughs> Through the windows. And they held no water. Like, uh, I mean, they held just... It, that whole back wall of that church, like 40 feet high, had to all be rebuilt. It was pretty much wide open. Like yeah. it looked closed, but it was wide open. Yeah. Yeah. They underwent a That's lot. That's insane. Yeah. That, <laughs> that used to be Rocks the stomping ground of Barrington, right? That was a mall. Wait, it what? was a mall. That was the Barrington the Mall. Barrington Mall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what in the world? When I was a kid, my dad had a business there. Um, so he used to be co-owner of Advanced pump and filter like way back yeah. in the 80s. And so I used to yeah. go there on Saturdays with him. And so I'd be hanging out at the mall. I remember trying to sell candy bars there for like a soccer fundraiser. <laughs> but it was like three people came in the whole day and I just sat there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a dead mall even like in its... Yeah, it was had a dentist office, oh, okay. had a dentist office, a post office, a okay. water filtration business and a movie rental store. Right. Well, those, o- so those quote, like offices upstairs that are smaller than some of our kids' rooms, those were the stores. Right? Those were businesses. Right. Yeah, it was pretty much. So it was two, f- two floors? It was two floors. So in the middle of the auditorium was a staircase wow. that then went up and then there was a catwalk yeah. that went around. It's so funny. It's so it looks crazy. like it's built for a church. Yeah. Wow. But it was a mall. I do remember the offices. If it was built yeah. for a church, that was the worst architect ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't build buildings. He's like erase that. I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch that off too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Funny. So uh, how are you guys feeling for Christmas? That's coming up very, very soon. We got the Christmas service, but also, I mean, no Christmas on Sundays. I think I only have no two service. gifts left to buy for oh, my two good. oldest. One for Benaya, I think, and one more for Abram. <laughs> that's good. I think I've finished out everybody else. I think I get good stuff, stuff mm. they didn't ask for, but stuff I know 
They will love. They need in the depths <laughs> of their soul. Yeah. I ordered everything. Like we, so we did a vacation. We did a trip to Disney. We we went very bougie this year. We ordered a bunch of stuff. Like we bought at the Disney store and shipped it home. So it's all it's all like really nice Bro. Disney stuff they that know. we just they had no idea. Uh, no. But uh, what if Eloise and Levi listened to this podcast? Shoot. Right before hey. Christmas. So don't don't tell them what you got. I'll cancel their Spotify subscription. I'll <laughs> <laughs> pause it. And then I only got one thing for Haley that wasn't on her list. I'm not good at what you what you just said, like stuff they didn't ask for, but you know they'll love. If you didn't ask for it, I have no idea what well, to do. Well, I'm not you. good at it. Always either. I feel like I'm a, every other year, every third year, like yeah. I, I do well. Yeah. But some of it's learning the hard way. I remember being in college. I had a, a, a girlfriend in college and maybe about May or June or something. She like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was a fight, but she was like, you didn't even give me a Christmas gift. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, surely I did. And I remember when she got me, it was like this amazing um, this amazing gift. I'm like, no, no, I definitely, for real, I didn't get you, I had to have gotten you a gift. And that was the year, stupid 19-year-old Nate Gagney, I bought her a joke DVD that she had I, to return. A like, joke? It, it was like it was this crappy that? movie that I oh. found at Walmart and I thought it was so funny and I bought that for her. But then, <laughs> but <then> I was like, <laughs> and then she had to return it. But I never like, Replaced it with a real gift. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow. And that's Nate Gagne. That's wow. who I am. Man, you've grown so much. Wow. A daily. <laughs> <laughs> this a daily effort. I've tried so hard. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've come so far, but it's, I, honestly, it feels like I'm. Uh, there's a rubber band tension, and any moment, I'm gonna go back to <laughs> the joke gift. But I think. I had a conversation with Benaya, my oldest son, like a day or two ago, and he was talking about some joke gift that he was going to buy someone. Mm. He's like, oh, buy this for a while. It'd be so funny. I didn't tell him the backstory or that's the backstory. I'm like, no, it won't be. Not worth it. <laughs> don't give don't give gifts as jokes. Don't do it. But anyway, if he listens, that's the backstory. That's it's, why you don't do it. It's never as funny as you picture it. No. Unless yeah. you have a really nice one. That you pull out after. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Uh, Here's yeah. keys to a new car. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. That's awesome. You feeling ready, Caleb? Yeah. Um, so I have gifts for everyone. I was talking to Pastor Nate earlier today. Um, I have gifts for like my my mom and my dad and both my brothers. Um, but I'm still looking for like the perfect gift. Like a part of me wants to give like, you know, like the wow gift. Like he was showing me, um, Pastor Nate was showing me videos of his kids. Like screaming oh, yeah. about gifts. gifts. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, like my gifts are good. I don't think I'm not going to get nobody screaming. So I'm still looking for like, like better gifts, but like I have like good gifts, I think. Caleb like has amazing them. cheese. Mm. That would okay. help, help yeah. you out. Yeah. That's, Maybe that's my I'm, wow gift. That's where yeah. I'm going to, to like fill Haley's stocking. Because oh. that, it sounds lame, but her family has the dumbest. She gets sardines and oranges in her stocking with her family, which I think is wait so dumb. Wait, wait what? <laughs> you heard me. Sardines and oranges? Yeah, that's like her thing. Like, is it like a joke or like? No, she loves it. Her, her and her dad just open up the sardines Do they and eat them. 
That's how, wait, together? No, they don't, no, they're not like to pair. You don't pair them together. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yes. Wear a little orange on top of your sardines. Little orange, that's, that's, so that's what makes it Christmassy. Yeah. Wash it down wow. with a little bit of milk. Ugh. Uh, throw up. Yeah, yeah, so that's what she loves. Anyway. Wow. I'm not doing it. I refuse the to Christmas party. Tradition. Yeah, don't give her what she wants for Christmas. Get what you want. <laughs> right. That's good. Jeez. That's, I don't think you learned anything from my story. That's the point. When I was 19. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I haven't actually been in the podcast as we've been talking about this series. Um, this was. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I've been all by myself for a while. I mean, not by myself. I've had a lot of guest hosts. Yeah. But it hasn't been easy. At least this week, I'm back, man. at least right now, at least for this episode right here, we've heard the sermon and I've written the sermon as opposed to the previous two weeks when we <laughs> talked about a podcast about a sermon that I hadn't written yet. Right. Dang. And no one had heard yet. Man, never again. Sounds hard, yeah. We was, tried. How? It was, yeah, it was impossible. This this is like the only podcast format where like a lot of podcasts are like a month ahead so like i'll listen to a podcast where i know a worship conference happened a month ago and then they'll release the episode where they interview but you can't do that here like no one wants to hear us talk about two months ago sermon yeah like i'm maybe they would but but us trying to do (laughs) ahead to to be ahead is impossible like yeah, without everything. Which we're gonna being try right out. after this episode. We're recording another episode right after Don't this episode. Don't ruin it. No, we were Why? gonna pretend. <laughs> There's no pretending. It just ends up with a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of Mongolian throat singing. I oh, I was going yeah. to just try and speak into existence like a funny mishap that happened in Dover. Like, well, I oh tried my to gosh! Do that if you listened to the podcast two weeks ago. Oh, uh, so. <clears throat> Did it happen? Did you say anything negative about me? No, I, I, I just said, uh, I made a joke about Pastor Travis using a pickleball illustration. Oh, oh. But then he didn't, yeah. But Got you. That would have been great if he did. <laughs> Thanks wow. a lot, Travis. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, so we're in this series. I got this for you. Um, Give, give me, uh, so you picked this in... In October of last year, this series was yes. picked out. Um, what what brought the idea for this series and focus on that? No recollection. Perfect. That's I have no way idea. Way too long ago. Yeah. It, um, doing a Christmas series is hard every year. Yeah. It's just one of those things you want to keep it fresh. You want to... Mm-hmm. Um, you want to teach scripture. You want to help. You don't want it to be story time. It's still the preaching of God's word. Yeah. So it's discipleship and growth and and God's word for God's people. Right. And so it's kind of all that in there. And that's so hard too because like Christmas is so much tradition. Nothing new happens. Like mm-hmm. the new thing that happens every year for Christmas is another version of a Christmas carol. You know what I mean? Like with the same lines, like it's always, we're so all about the nostalgia. So it's really hard to come up with something new. Yeah. So so a lot of our um, December 
sermon series are Christmas themed, but have nothing to do with Christmas. Right. So I got this mm-hmm. for you. Gifts that God gives us. So right. Christmas themed, but really aside from Christmas Eve, it has it's nothing not, to do yeah. with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we did one a few years ago um, that Gary Hamilton uh, had the idea for. Christmas is forgiving, but oh, it was I remember the word that forgive. One. Yep. And um, talking about forgiveness in that series. Yeah. And so it, we we tend to do that. I don't. We have next year's picked out. Um, wow. But I don't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head. Yeah, because it gets hard. Like you go through even just planning like our Christmas Eve services. You want to sing the old hymns. You want to do it, but but it's like done this one before how we you know and so you start searching the depths of mm-hmm. old christmas music that we can revamp and yeah it gets hard so yeah. yeah kudos for always staying so creative for yeah. the series wow i think christmas eve and easter can be a little bit of a challenge because we do have unsaved family and guests that only come on those series right yeah. and i want to lead them to jesus right and so I put, sometimes I put a lot, a lot of pressure because right. I'm trying to think what's the next way into their heart. Yeah. Right. Right. You, you know, okay, last year that didn't work, but what, <laughs> and I know it's not up to me, but not just getting up and just. Giving an just Easter Reading Luke or, two, yeah. you know, try to preach Jesus. Yeah. So anyway, next year it's part of our, like thirty or twenty-five week series, like Jesus, yeah, which is next, which is next year. So we finish out the year. We start the year in January with a sermon series like Jesus. We end the year in the same series, wow. like yeah. Jesus. And I feel like it was going to be um, Christmas themed. Mm-hmm. So potentially it will be like. Humble like Jesus, he came yeah, as a man, yeah. he gave up heaven. So it That's might be cool. some of that. My yeah. notes right here aren't right. Like my first week for December 3rd is fight like Jesus, which is not necessarily a very good <laughs> Christmas theme. So I have, anyway, it's a long ways away. I have a good time to adjust. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You got time to flex on it. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So the gift this week was victory. Is that? Yes, that victory, was- which was in verse number... 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through Mm -hmm. our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then we talk through a definition of a Christian victory because again, it's not a, like I said, Sunday's not a championship parade, which is what we we tend to think of Christian victory. I'll never lose at anything. I'll get every... um, Every promotion I want. Every promotion... Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never have any problem with the devil. I'll never have anything ever go wrong. It's going to mm-hmm. be streets of gold. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that anyway, the definition that we shared, uh, Christian victory means that I am free to walk in everything Jesus has won for me mm-hmm. in my relationship with God. Yeah. So yeah. He's won a lot of things for us. There, you know, divine health is one of the things we believe. Mm-hmm. We have ability to walk in that <clears throat> through Jesus. That doesn't mean that we don't ever get sick or that there's not ever things that we have to fight through and pray through. 
Right. And also doesn't mean that we never die. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that happens. Um, but nothing can keep me from following Jesus today yeah. and experiencing mm-hmm. the fullness thereof. Yeah. Why do you think like, because uh, I feel like you've, you've shared kind of similar to this, but I feel like every time you preach it, it's so needed. Like, why do you think we have such a common view of I'm going to become a Christian and my life's going to be fixed? Is that? We do talk about it often. I I think of the God I created, the series we did this summer. We hit that pretty hard. Mm. We, I I think it's just, right? It's a, we want, I think because we're selfish, right? We want God to do what we want. Mm-hmm. And we can't look at the bigger picture. I, I I read this. I don't know if it was like a proverb, a Jewish proverb, or and so I'm paraphrasing. I I, I was going to use it in some future sermon, but I lost it. Um, but a guy, um, <laughs> a guy ends up um his crops don't grow and all the villagers come and say, that's, oh, that's so bad. He's like, I don't know yet. And then the next day, um, he, his, his son couldn't eat because they didn't have crops and they came, oh, that's so bad. And he's like, I don't know yet. And then the next day. And so one of the things that happened, the parts of the story I can remember. So they all connected. One thing led to the next. And so the son breaks his leg and all the villagers say, oh, that's so bad. It's like, I don't know yet. The next day, they come to recruit to take men for the war and he can't go because he's got a broken leg and mm-hmm. the broken leg saved him from having to go to war. Oh, but then yeah. something else happened and he's like, I don't know yet. And then the next day, because he didn't go to war and so everything related to another. So even though it's bad today, you don't know that that could be God's providence for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Wow. And I wish I could remember where I found that, but yeah. it'll end up showing up somewhere in a sermon. Yeah, no, that's Because cool. it's our Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so I break my leg, terrible. I get a sickness, terrible. But everything, nothing can be used against me for evil if yeah. I'm following Jesus. Well, awesome. That's good. I always like, I always worry that um, we fall as like people who are, are trying to evangelize. Like we fall into the trap of like, it sounds like an easier sell to tell people like, well, give your life to God. Like he wants to take care of you. He'll fix, yeah. he'll fix all these things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I wonder if we accidentally fall into that because that's easier than, you know, kind of the other way when people are like, turn, repent from your sin, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or burn. Like, yeah. it's like we have those two and we can't have just the the common middle ground of what, yeah. what the truth is, like what your sermon is sharing. So I always am worried that as Christians, we might overpromise the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like we promise that because it sounds like an easier gospel, you know? I, I had a coach a number of years ago, maybe 2014, 2015, 
and he came and did some secret shopping at the church, which we do occasionally. And, yeah. And he just kind of points out like, hey, you know, these things are broken or as a first time guest, here's what you did do well. Here's what you didn't do well. And in that sermon I preached that week, one of his feedback was, um, you, if I were a non-Christian, I wouldn't really want to follow Jesus from that message because um, you talked about suffering and things like that. And it didn't seem very hopeful. And I'm like, well, we got to balance it out, right? Because if we're always saying, which I say a lot, John 10, 10, yeah. he promised us life and life to the overflow. Yeah. Well, our <clears> definition <throat> of overflow, we forget that the disciples were all martyred. Mm. Right. Yeah. So wow. the overflow life <laughs> yeah. for, and not just them, right? But, but through generations, you have 10 of the disciples. John lived as an old age, but he was horrifically attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got uh, John Chrysostom, one of the early church fathers, and all these early church fathers, Wycliffe, Tyndale, John House, yeah. John Huss, all getting killed, um, Martin Luther mm-hmm. um, having to hide away in this upper room because they were going to try to hang him or kill yeah. him for the Reformation. Yeah. And... And I was like, uh, I prefer a different definition of overflow life. I want <laughs> right. overflow to be money yeah, and right. privilege and the stuff that comfort. Looks good here. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. good. I loved your, and I loved how you like apologize for doing goat comparisons but it works so well it's so hard i to think like, it's only the second one i've done too probably yeah so you already felt guilty about doing it but but i i loved that that whole talking point of just tying the rope around their neck and how you compared that i was like if you keep fi- learning these things from having goats i think you should keep teaching it to <laughs> us because I, I thought they were good <laughs> i think there's other lessons i can learn I can learn lessons what, from other areas. Right. From other animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be your new, every illustration is like, we got horses this week and I learned <laughs> whole farm. Yeah. how, uh, how this relates to us. And soon. But, um, but no, I, I, I love talking through that a lot. Cause you know, that whole, like leaving the semblance of being stuck in a sin, but actually being able to walk in the victory that Jesus gave us. So, I didn't really have much of a point on that. Just want to let you know, I thought that was great. <laughs> and that was not a that was not Best a host. that was not an illustration that I had in my notes. So really, the whole goat story. I oh. just all of a sudden needed to vent. I guess I don't. And I just, <laughs> let it a venting out. session that turned into a. Point. We literally recapped that from your sermon because yeah. it was so <laughs> it was so good. I don't even remember at what point. I said it, but as soon as the sermon ended, I thought, when did I talk about goats? I need to have that ready for the next service. And then it was like, we're Wait only one service. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had that problem too when I didn't check my kids out from kids' church. <laughs> you just left because I was leaving in there for next service. <laughs> Dang. So like 45 minutes later, they yeah. were walking them down the hallway to me. <laughs> but where? what was the, the point in there? Let me look at my notes. In goats. For the goats? 
yeah. that you could convince them they were trapped by tying a rope around their neck, not attached to anything. They wouldn't jump because they were convinced they were tied to the ground. Yeah. And you had said, like, through Jesus, we're set free. But if the enemy can put this, this subtle reminder yeah. that might make us feel like we're tied to our sin still. Right, yeah, the, the sin that so easily entangles. Yeah. Yeah. That same idea, like we've been set free, but maybe there's, you know, there's that one remainder of. And they a, they a returned to pallet prison. That was the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. We've returned, oh yeah, you tried to return to the prison of our sin. We tried to give them a new house that had a roof and didn't leak and had tons of sh- clean shavings and hay, and they just jumped through the electrical fence, zapping themselves the whole way. <laughs> and I tell you what, this new charger we got. It, it, I shocked myself on accident. Like I bumped my elbow against it and it was the hardest I've ever been shocked. It was like an EMP grenade went off inside my chest. Like I just heard and felt like from the inside out. Like I'm like, (laughs) that's awesome. So they willingly hopped through that. Yeah. And they went back to the pallet prison on their own. And so Michelle was so annoyed. So was I, because I didn't want to, I too many, too many hours I put making that. Making the nice one. Yeah. Huh. But it's fine. Yeah. So that fits so perfectly. That's, it's crazy when that happens. Like not in your notes, but, but paired so perfectly. Maybe I, like five years ago. So I used to give mm-hmm. myself tons of pressure. I needed to have those points in my message. What's the, what's the illustration that's going to connect this all together. Because I always want to take scripture and then give a real life scenario right. that helps you just to remember it yep. or helps you visualize. You can visualize yourself as the goat leaving the, the house of God and returning back to the palace yeah. prison and, and uh, thinking I'm, I'll never change, I'm, but, but Christ has already cut the cord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe about five years ago, I stopped writing those in my sermon. I just like, I've got the body. And uh, a lot of those things come yeah. during the message while I'm talking. Yeah. And that's usually what makes me end up going long in my messages. Yeah, because that stuff will kind of Because I start telling a story mm-hmm. and then it takes <clears throat> eight minutes. Set it up. Just to set it <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is hard. How do you... Dis- so... I don't know. I always, I, I joked with with someone else who, when we were talking about like preaching, because it's a stressful time because you're talking, you have like three things happening in your brain at the same time. You have the one half of your brain that's trying to preach mm-hmm. out loud. Yeah. You have the other half that is trying to think of what to say next. And then this really scrawny character trying to figure out what time you're supposed to end. Like there's like one more like Whoa. trying to figure out what to end. There's another part that's saying remember to look at the cameras so you can make eye contact with the camera because it makes it better for the location. For the when other two locations, participating. Yeah. So you got that going on. You've got the um, simultaneous. Why did they just leave the room? What did I say that offended them? Oh. You got that going yep. on. Yeah. You've got the. Does that person know their kids crying right now? Because I can't even hear myself talk. How does the rest of the room? <laughs> Hear me talk. That's yeah. going on. Yeah. There's so much. But how do you decide, like, your middle of preaching, how how do you decide that's the story to share? Like, you just 
No, I usually just go with it. Just comes to you. Just Once it's there, I I go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I always <laughs> I always do that. Mm. And I've always done that. Yeah. I would be so stressed. Well, it's going completely off script and having because you you had like two points in that story that tied well. Going back to foul prison and having the. And both of those were accident. I not until I said it, I'm like, that was a great point. <laughs> yes. Or like, oh wow, God, God, you're amazing. <laughs> you probably, if you probably watched the video, I could point out that's when I thought. See how my eyebrows just went up? Like, <laughs> great idea. And then I would say it, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's cool. I feel like that there's a level of dependence on one your speaking ability, but also that that God's giving you a point that makes enough sense to start yeah everybody's gifted different so yeah. no one should preach like i do right um everybody's gifted different and so whatever it was five years ago maybe three years ago that i'm like this works best for me yeah so this is how i'm gonna do it i just make sure i've got a good i've got good body a good content mm-hmm. without error yeah and then i'll fill in the gaps and there's some weeks that there's no gaps to fill like no one yeah, laughs just- no one just we're just going with it, and, and yeah. this is what this is what we need to say is what we need to study. We just yeah. go with it. We pray and, and we end. So I'm not going to force it. Yeah. The other thing I try to do is always force. If I'm not funny, then no one's going to come to this church, and that's kind right. of a pressure I begin to feel. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and so I think there are seasons where I'm like, I'm not going to smile today. This is going to be hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. <laughs> Because this is not built on my personality. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just decide. <laughs> Turn it on. I'm going to read this like, what's the guy? Dry eyes. <laughs> I forget his name from the 90s. I'm going to read it very monotone. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I forget who he was. He was the Bueller guy too. Yep. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Born 2002. So, Never heard of it. <laughs> listen, any sin that you're experiencing right now. Um, it. We got to remember that that rope is cut. Right. Mm. It's cut. It's still attached to us. Mm. We're still struggling. Yeah. Right. We've probably all been there. We're struggling with something. It yeah. seems like we're never going to be free from it. But then, I think once you are free from it, it's amazing to think. Holy smoke, like, I probably could have been free two years earlier. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right? I don't know. It's just a weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can always, like, you think about, like, um, it comes out in our in our language, too, when people talk about what they're struggling with. You hear Christians say, like, I just want to be free from this. I wish I, would, I wish I didn't have such an anger problem. I wish God would free me from, from this. You know what I mean? You hear yeah. it, it sneaks in quite a bit in our language, I feel like, yeah. to where, I don't know, you, you just got to think like some Christian friend needs to say, well, hang on, you are Yeah, you let's are look at this Bible me. verse, yeah. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. Yeah. Mm. He's given you freedom. Right. And then, and then last week, he's given you everything you need to live a life of godliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving you victory. He's given you everything you need to live a life of godliness. So give yourself a little grace. Right. Repent. Mm-hmm. And what do you need to do right now to follow Jesus? Yeah. 
and some of those old life things you've got to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. The old 1980s burn your ACDC cassettes. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, people make fun of that, but it was, uh, I'm not going back to that old life yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the friend in my story who finally threw away magazines, yeah. the deletion of phone numbers from your contacts mm. list. Yeah. You know, those, those, um, booty calls. Mm. You're like, I don't want, yeah. well, yeah. what if I'm lonely? No, delete them. Right. Are you going to, are you going to follow God or you're going to, um, or you live that way? Yeah. So deleting and removing those, that's not just with the Israelites driving out the Canaanites, mm. but remove all paganism. Yeah. Remove your, your, uh, remember how to pronounce it now, but your Ashtaroth poles. Who's that false god? I I don't have his name memorized. But your, your, you know, all your pagan images, all your pagan idols, get rid of every single stinking one. Yeah. Yeah. And that all of the, all of their problems oftentimes where they didn't do it completely. Right. It's not a complete, it was just Mm. enough Jesus to fit in here. But then you're on your weekends, you're not living. You know, you, you think too, like there's even less pressure, I feel like in this day and age to to do that. Like I feel like more people respect when people cut things out of their life. Like normally they, they don't do it with kind of a biblical viewpoint. But like we're in this weird, this day and age of like, minimalism you can just like if you don't want to come across as like i'm cutting out all the things that tempt me and lead me into like there's all like people are designing dumb phones that are coming out now that like if you're addicted to social media Mm. you can buy a phone that looks like a kindle like it doesn't actually even light up screen it Mm. texts it does phone calls like all these things those aren't like christian get rid of satan's hold over your life with social media like this is secular things that are coming out. So you're not even like a weirdo burning ACDC CDs. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're, uh, you're changing the content settings on Spotify. So things that are swearing aren't on, on all, all the time. You're, mm. you're shaping your life to this, you know, yeah, I'm going to cut everything out and no one's like, Oh, are you weirdo. Like, no, it's a big thing, but let me do it with a biblical lens. Mm. And well, what I, my- well, I think there is a lot of, unless you change your friend group, no one's yeah. going to like that you're acting different. Mm-hmm. So, um, people who try to cut out alcohol yeah. out of their mm-hmm. life, they're like, I've got a problem. Well, they are stuck sometimes. I don't, it, yeah, they I don't know where to go. Like, I miss you when you came out and drank with me. Yeah. Right? They'd have a Come lot on, of it won't. You can just have one drink. Mm-hmm. And it's that pressure. You begin to, if you and your friends always hung out at the KFC buffet, which they don't have anymore, but they used to. Dang. Oh, man. Had a, yeah, I had a buffet. When the one was worth, the, one, the Taco Bell KFC and someone's worth opened up, there was no Taco Bell. It was just KFC and it had a buffet. No way. You don't even, you can't even believe. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine in my head. like. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's not here anymore so, <laughs> for my sake. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Sorry, that's just like no, no, no. That's good. Like, Charlotte was. I, I was gonna make a joke about Charlotte telling us to hurry along. Like enough about the fast food. She's the one trying to break the KFC addiction. Yeah, you keep bringing it up. Could you move on away from the, the sin that so easily entangles me? It's too personal. All right, listen. As we close out, I found that story. Can I read it to you? Yeah. And then, and then this will be my Christmas present to you. All right, church, gather around. Sit down at my, just sit on the floor right now, crisscross applesauce. And <laughs> let me read your story. <laughs> a farmer and his son had a beloved horse who helped the family earn a living. One day the horse ran away and their neighbors exclaimed, your horse ran away, what terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. A few days later, the horse returned home, leading a few wild horses back to the farm as well. The neighbors shouted, Your horse has returned and brought several horses home with him. What great luck! The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. Later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break one of the horses, one of the wild horses, and the horse threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. The neighbors cried, Your son broke his leg. What terrible luck! The farmer replied, Maybe so, maybe not. A few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through town, recruiting all boys for the army. They did not take the farmer's son because he had a broken leg. The neighbor shouted, your boy is spared. What tremendous luck. To which the farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. And so a good thing's not necessarily a good thing. Right. And a bad thing's not necessarily a bad thing. Again, we we can never really know if anything's good or bad outside of scripture. Yeah. And and so anyway, I I conclude with that story. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> well, see you guys at Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Church, keep praying and inviting and someone's going to come this Christmas Eve receive the gift of Jesus. Absolutely. And they're going to have their life, their family, their future forever changed. Can't wait.